0: 24 hours a day. Radio Contact. to this week's Devil Detail Podcast. I'm Rob Hacks and we're here talking all things Balfour Red Devils. John the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Wise. Side, right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you OK? How's your week been, mate?
1: Yeah, yeah, all right. Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, just plodding on. Looking forward to, uh, to Friday night at Leeds. I'm really excited about that game. And uh, yeah, can't come soon enough, that, mate.
0: Yeah, I had a, I had a funny funny thing happen to me on, uh, on Monday. Uh, I was getting a tram. I was on the tram uh, going to uh, Brooklyn's in Sale, right? And uh, I got off the got off the tram, and there was a Salford fan on the other side of the on the other on the other platform to me. I knew it was a Salford fan because he was wearing an old school, you know, Salford hat, you know, Bobby hat thing. Oh yeah. And uh, I looked over. He looked at me, and I gave him a massive. I realised it was, I gave him a big thumbs up, right? And then I gave him like a bit of a fist pump, and then I thought, you know what, I'll go and have a chat with him. So I went up the stairs. Like, you know, because, like, up the stairs, over the bridge and back down against the other platform where he was, right? Got to the top of the stairs, right? Looked look down, and he was he was getting on the tram and he, kind of, he was looking at me and got on the tramp, and then I realised I didn't have any sulphur merchandise on. So he wouldn't know, all he's seen is some guy come off the tramp, give him a massive thumbs up and a big fist pump, and then run try and run round to, to, to get to him. <laughs> I <thought> it was, <laughs> really, was really funny, to be fair. When I, when I looked Do back, you know who it was? No, no, I think it was. But you he, he, he can see it like the looks of his, his eye was like, who's this clown here? <laughs> but yeah, he sort of jumped on the tram and the tram shot off and I thought to myself uh, at the time I thought that's a bit rude, but then I thought to myself like, later on I thought, well he, how does he know myself? Man? He doesn't know. He just saw some guy get off a tram, uh, give him a big like, big thumbs up randomly, big fist pump and then like run run around to get to him and he was like, well oh, better get on this tram quick before this lunatic comes and gets me. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's not going to miss his tram for a a lunatic, is it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was,
0: a, that was a fun thing. That was a fun, exciting uh, thing for my day.
1: Sound uh, like a bit of a bunny boiler on the quiet.
0: <laughs> <it was. laughs> okay, <No, laughs> Alex, I'm gonna see some fans on public on, on transport. Uh but yeah, it was uh, it was a good thing. It was a good thing that made me laugh anyway, afterwards anyway. Um but yeah, so there's loads going on this week's show. I'm gonna look back at the, the Warrant and win, all the big news coming out of Soul for Red Devil this week. Uh, interviews with Nia Levels, Josh Johnson. We've got uh, Ian Watson in Colchester Corner. We've got your amateur report, and then we're going to preview the game against Leeds on Friday night. So what we'll do is start off with a big win against Warrington uh, last week. You're listening to Devil in the
2: Detail, and
0: this is your big match review. So So for a Devils were victorious against Warrington 22 points to 6 Paul big win for Ian Watson's men in crucial circumstances
1: yeah it was it was all about the, the, the two points wasn't it in that game you know Warrington had already ready-made excuse didn't they with, with the Challenge Cup and you know, like Wattles said, you can only play the, the team who's in front of you, can't you? All we cared about on that Thursday night was getting the two points and winning the match. And I thought we played really well. I thought Warrington played well as well. I thought it was two good defences in the first half. You know, defences were on top goal line, defence was good. And I think we just. Um, just ground Warrington down, didn't we? We scored some good tries, or the, the tries we scored were excellent, weren't You know, some really well taken tries, some entertaining rugby league in that second half. And we blitzed Warrington, didn't we? With four tries in, what, about 12, 12, 13 minutes or so. So I thought it was a good performance, good professional performance. And but for a bit of brilliance from Warrington, John hooker, that Danny Walker at the end who scored an excellent try following his own kick, we could have nilled Warrington there, and that'd have been, been really something. But no, a 22 6 win was a, was a, was a good win.
0: Yeah, the team, uh, nine levels at fullback Ken C O, Chris and Jake Christine Christian Inu, uh Jackson Hastings, uh, Tui Lola here, Lee, Lee Mossett, Logan Tonkins, Gil Dunson, Josh Joel, Tyra McCarthy, and Greg Burke. On the bench, Joey Lusick, Josh Johnson, Adam Walker, and Mark Flanagan. Um, like you said, good performance from Salford. First half, though, I thought they were kind of too keen, uh, trying to push the pass a lot, um, and didn't really kind of put the pressure on Warrington because obviously Warrington. I played in the cup final about three or four days before. Their engines are running low, aren't they? And I think Salford just struggled in that first half to build pressure. Uh, and it, and it, it kind of showed as, as the, the sort of first half went on. Salford got a bit more desperate because they thought, we should really put in Warrington, Warrington to the sword here, but we're not. And you could sense that in the crowd and, and on the field, I thought.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh Looking at Warrington's tactics, I thought they they slowed the game down a bit as well, which is understandable when you played a few game, a uh, sorry a game, a few days before. So uh, so we had to, to nullify that, didn't we? And battle against that, I thought, and I thought we did a good job. I mean, Warrington have got some good players, haven't they? I know they rested one or two for for the match, but they're a good side, aren't they? Second top in the table before before the match kicked off. So like I said before, it was just about getting the win. You know, at the end of the season, nobody's going to remember you know, that game Warrington played in the cup final and the had the rested players. No one was gonna give a monkeys about that. It's just about the two points at the end of the day. And now we've got two games left and two two more wins. Is he's, he's gonna give us a real chance of um, second and or third place. So it was about keeping that run going and you know, I was delighted with the second half performance. Thought we scored some cracking tries. Ken Seo was on fire, wasn't he? Touillola here was really good. Chris Wellham setting up CO for, for a couple of tries. So uh, it, was a, it was a good all-round performance, I thought.
0: Yeah, I think, obviously, when you look back uh, through the season, Paul, there's, there's big moments in, in the season which you can sort of pinpoint uh, where Salford's, ter- Salford's season turns. You know, Hull, Hull away, Huddersfield at home, Catalan home and away, Warrington both away. Um, you know, crucial moments in crucial uh, games. But for me... Just to see where we're going and where we are going, I think the crucial moment for me would have been that half time team talk for Ian Watson because obviously everyone could sense that we, we should have been, you know, further we should have been further ahead than two points. We weren't really firing and there was pressure on Ian Watson and, and the players there in that in that fifteen minute spell at half time to, to get their red straight and, and get the performance right. And I thought they did that in that second half. And I think when we look back, obviously you can He's not a particular player you can sort of pinpoint and say, yeah, he did the magic that made the magic happen. But for me, you know, that team talk and the players came out of the second half and obviously started performing, started playing to a plan, obviously building pressure on Warrington and it, and it worked, did it?
1: It did. It was, a, it was a pressure game. It was a must-win game, wasn't it, for us, you know, playing on the Thursday night, your first on the, the weekend, so the other teams are then chasing you. And I think it was it was a good thing for us to to, to play first, wasn't it? Then we, we got the points in the bag. But like you said, it was a pressure game and the players have got to get used to this pressure now because if you want to finish in that top five, you've got to come up with the results. And playing the pressure is difficult sometimes, isn't it? And, uh, you know, I thought we'd come up with the answers. We were patient. We waited for our chances to come along. And yeah, perhaps we should have been a couple more points in front of half-time. But the 22-6 against Warrington plus the 30 points to... Thirty six twelve away from home and twenty two twelve away from home. I think it was. So we've had three really good wins against Warrington this season. Three really convincing wins, and that that's 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 good rugby. That I mean to beat them three times in the season, you can't argue with that. I think I think Watto would be be, be absolutely delighted with that. So we've just got to keep going now and and keep taking these wins. But six wins on the spin—that's the first time we've done that in the Super League. So I was delighted with that and. Um, it's funny For the I said to you I think on the weekend the last six matches we've played I've worn exactly the same clothes for the last six yeah. games and it's something that's becoming a bit of a funny thing now with Helen my, my missus keeps saying why are you wearing the same clothes every week for the match but it's in my head now I've got to keep wearing the same pants and jumper and trainers
0: yeah I've got to think though people do have lucky boxing shorts don't they and lucky socks yep. Yep. You know, people have lucky garments don't they Paul so you're you probably out alone in, in that um, I I remember I used to have a fry up every before every, every game um, back in the day. The thing is that was probably because I was going of the pub to have a few beers, so it was more like getting something. Was
1: that to like you know get rid of your angle? Yeah, yeah, but
0: you know it was a thing. Um, but you know what people do. People have uh, you know superstitions, don't they? And, and then you know yeah. if 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 we're on a you know a five game six game winning run now, Paul, you, you can't go changing your clothes now, Paul.
1: No, no, me, me, me. my me tumble dryer, are working all the time, so they'll be nice and clean and pressed, ready for Friday night elite.
0: Well, I was it, you know, looking back that second half. Do you think it was a a kind of a a, a statement, like a playoff performance, uh, you know, which, which we we can put out there, and people are going to be worried about about us coming up on the rails.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think so. And. It's like, you know, Warrington mentioned that they were at the Cup final, but I think quite a lot of our players had had a bit of time off as well, haven't they? And, and, and spent a bit of time with their families, and some of the players went away for a couple of days abroad, didn't they? So I don't think we've been training solid for two weeks. So I I found that as a bit of an excuse, I think, from Warrington. All right, backing up from a Saturday's tough and, and things like that, but in the end of the day, and so can't do anything about that. If Warrington want to go on the pop for three days, four days or whatever, that's not Ian Watson's fault. So we had to just, we was on a hiding to nothing there, I thought. And, you know, if we hadn't have won the game, people said, oh, you should have beat Warrington because they've got a short turn. And if you do win the game, people expect you to win it anyway. So I thought it was a thoroughly professional performance against a very good Warrington side who who, who did a great job against St. Ellens at Wembley. I thought we defended them really well. Our goal line defence in that match was absolutely tremendous at times. Warrington had a lot of possession, and we came up with the answers. And uh, that's the pleasing thing, really. You know, look at our points difference in the league table; it's still really, really good. And um, looking at this top five, the points difference could come into play. It, it, that could keep us in, you know, in maybe third place, fourth place, or whatever. So, uh, no, I was, I was really pleased with the score.
0: Yeah, I thought, I thought in that second half they, they built pressure on Warrington. You know, they knew that Warringtons. Uh, Tank was running low, and it was just about playing the sets out and making Warrington and sort of come out from their own half. And you know, in that first half, they got a lot of ball, gave a lot of silly penalties away, and he gave Warrington a lot of ground and a lot of ball. But in the second half, it was a totally different change. It was much calmness. Thought Mark Flanagan was very good. Uh, he adds that bit of um, you know, bit of class in the extra pivots in in you know, in certain situations. And you know, even you know, like of Hastings, Lollah here, Evils. You know, you've got a spine there of players who are in form and playing good rugby as well. And, you know, we say this every week, you know, we're we're in a situation where where we're we're the dark horses, people are looking at us and actually worried and, you know, I'm beginning to think that, you know, old Trafford, you know, is a distinct possibility now.
1: Well I don't think there's a lot of pressure on Solford really. I mean, no one really expects us to to get to Old Trafford and if you'd looked at the odds at the start of the season I mean God, what were we to, to finish in the, in the top five and, and get anywhere near the grand final so you know, it's still, a, it's still a long way off, isn't it? we have got to have to do things the hard way, probably, in the, in the playoffs. But just keep taking each game as it comes. And wherever we go is a, b- a bonus to me you now. You, you get in the playoffs. And you do have to start believing, I think, because, um, you know, the people are getting excited now, aren't they? And, you know, supporters you speak to, everybody's buzzing. And we're riding a bit of a crest of a wave. And if you look at the, um, the performances in the, in the league at the moment, there's no real farm side apart from us. Hull have faltered, they lost to us, they lost to Huddersfield at the weekend, both home games. Uh, Castleford have been losing matches. I think Wigan have been winning, they're on a pretty good run of form, they're looking pretty solid. But from what I've seen in St Helens, they lost the cup final, they beat Castleford in a 4 0, real sort of dour game that was, with loads of drop balls. So they're faltering a bit in the boat. Warrington have lost six games on the spin. So you don't really know what's going to happen. It's so exciting, the league. I mean, this, to me, this has been probably the best Super League. I can think of because there's only really Catalan Dragons now. who have got nothing to play for after their defeat. I don't think they can make the, the five now, can they? But you're either go, going for the five or you, you're battling to stay up. That's how, how, how close it is now. How good the league's been.
0: Mm. And I think it's, what it is it's dealing with the pressure. You know, top top five playoffs is a different pressure to you know million pound miracle pressure in it. And we we were involved in that million pound miracle, and we've gone on this journey, haven't we, for a million pound miracle. The challenge, got semi-final, and now we're in contention for a you know possible sort of playoff grand final place. And you know we we've kind of sort of dealt with that. We, we I think we've got resources now to deal with that pressure, uh, and and sort of move forward and and, and play uh, to a, a great level. And, and I'm just hoping like I'd say we continue to play and don't get kind of like don't start thinking about what might be achieved. Just go out and achieve it.
1: Yeah, this is all being done with the smallest squad in Super League as well, Rob. I mean, you look at the the, the facilities, well, not the facilities, that's the wrong word. You look at the resources, that's a better word, resources and and, and the the pool of players that Ian Watson's got to pick from and it, it's not a lot really compared to the embarrassment of riches that some clubs have got. So, I, I think we've done really well this season. It's a bit, like, I suppose, a bit like Leicester City when they were going for the Premier League, no one gave them an open hill before the start of the season, did they? But it snowballed didn't it and that season they had they they kept gaining in confidence they kept winning week in week out and eventually people started to believe didn't they and I think the players for them started to believe then and look that fairy tale came true didn't it so who's to say ours can't come true I mean it's still a long way to go and you know we're going away from home to to one of our um, teams we've not been able to beat much over the last sort of 60 years or so in Leeds so if we can go there and, and and putting a convincing performance on Friday night, I think I even I might start believing them, Rob. But uh, no, it's exciting times at the moment. It is a different pressure, as you say, but I think the players are, are doing really well. They're relishing it. They're coming up with the performances every week, and the attitude and and, and the belief and the desire that the squad have got, I think, is phenomenal. And uh, you know, Ian Watson deserves all the credit for getting the best out of his players.
0: Yeah, it's a fantastic, um, you know, thing we're witnessing here, Paul. And you know, it's, it's a pleasure to be a Salford fan at this point and, you know, people outside the bubble are taking notice, aren't they, that, you know, Salford are on the rise and um, I don't think the forty twenty lads, uh, one of them was wearing a so I, I see the Salford Reds Arising rising t-shirt, it was in his head, uh, he put on Twitter, it was in his head all day and it, things like that, you know, like, people are starting to sort of recognise we're on a match and it's it's good to see.
1: It is, it is and if you think back over the last sort of few years, we've had a lot of negativity around the club, haven't we? And a lot of off the field dramas and things like that and it, it's not always been easy watching Salford has it? You've had to go to the match every week watching us get battered and, and putting up with the poor performances and then sort of defend Salford on social media from from certain things and you know it's been tough you've had to have a thick skin to, to watch Salford so so now things are going in our favourite there's a feel good factor around the club and there's no to me that's the, that's no sort of coincidence that the attendance was really good against Warrington you know on a Thursday night we've got almost 5,000 I know to brought a few but there seemed a real buzz around the place and that that's what's going to help build our club. We've said it before, you can't win one or two matches and expect everybody to, to come and watch your team. You've got to have a bit, of a bit of a long period of success haven't you really and build it slowly and but surely but I think that's what we've done this season so it has, it's been really good, it's been a pleasure to watch and you know I'm always very cautious as a supporter, you never know what's around the corner do you so I'm just going to enjoy this this season and enjoy every minute of it while it lasts because, you know, you never know what's around the corner next season we'll because we're battling relegation again. You don't know, do you? So, I think just enjoy it while the going's good.
0: Yeah. Well, I said, there's no fear because obviously we, we've we sort of overachieved what we thought we might get and so anything, any, to be honest, we could just miss out on the playoffs and it would still be a great season but the way it's set up now for the next couple of games, as long as we win win one, we're in and then the, yeah. in the playoffs, you know anything can happen in the playoffs. We're, we're the farm side. We're a good. We're good away from home. Pe- people are going to be sat there thinking. You know, I don't fancy Salford at home because they've turned us over before, or they've, they've turned over other teams before. There's going to be nerves in 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 their in their heads. They're going to be thinking. You know, if Salford come come to our house and and turn it on, we we could get dumped out here. And that and that's a good place to be uh, for me because obviously you know we've got some fantastic players. You know, we've got a club that that's going forward. And, you know, it's, it's a fantastic time to be a soul fan and, you know, living a bit of a dream world there. Obviously, you know, with Jackson Aiton, you know, potentially ended up being man of steel. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it would be a fairy tale to see him uh, come out Old, Tra- Old Trafford in a Salford shirt.
1: Yeah, yeah. it would. It would. And uh, on the other side of the coin, the one thing you've got to be cautious of is these some of these sides that are in the top five. I'm talking about St. Helens. I'm talking about uh, Wigan. Warrington. They've been in there before haven't they? These are, these are hardened sides who, who sort of save themselves for this, for this top five don't they? And they sort of peak at the right time sometimes. I know they, they're not in the best of form at the moment but I've seen bits of wigging over the last few weeks and they look very tough um, they're going to be hard to beat. You say, oh, are a good side out. And I think Warrington are going to be hard to beat in that playoff. So I'm under no illusions; that they're going to be tough games either, Rob, and you know, we need to be, be switched on. But I've, I've said it a couple of times tonight on the podcast and I say it every week to you and you say it to me as well about just taking each game as it comes. You can't look further than your next fixture. Um, I don't think we can anyway with, with a squad. We've got, We've just got to keep battling away and, and getting results. And you know, after the Leeds game, then we'll look forward to the OKR game. And then wherever we finish, then you look at that after that, but I think you just keep keep going every week and then assess it the week after
0: yeah uh, we spoke to Nia levels and uh, Josh Johnson after the game Paul and this is what they have to say Damn,
1: I've just been joined by Nia levels another trialist game for you, but oh, I, I don't I think, you'll think, I think you'll be bothered about that tonight a, a great team performance I oh, know yeah, no, definitely you know oh, the win's oh, the main
2: oh, thing man, um, you know when you Warrington had had a tough recovery after you know their exploits in Challenge Cup, so we knew this was an opportunity for us to, to you know put another performance in a
1: good win together. Frustrating um, at times, you you know you had to be patient tonight, didn't yeah. you? Take your chances when you came, but when they did come, they were like London buses. want a couple of tries, and you got back to back tries, and
2: confidence yeah, you know, built from there. That's that's our game, that, you know. The first half was always nip and tuck, we're just wearing teams down, and then in the second half we sort of get the, the fruits of our labour. Really. Um, but yeah, you know it was a, a good patient performance from us tonight. Um, you know, against a good Warrington team, you know, they've probably a few sore bodies and from their yeah. noise. Um, but they, uh, they never stop, they give it everything. So I thought
1: it was a good game of the yeah. Defence tonight, yeah. goal line defence yeah. as well to keep Warrington yeah. tonight. What did Osei say to you see after the game about conceding that late oh, try? Was oh, you disappointed with yeah. that? Because you'd held out for 79 uh, um, minutes there, right? yeah. it must be frustrating for you.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, we, was, we was all disappointed with that. We we wanted the zero. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the 80 minute performance I thought it was a, a good, solid performance from us tonight. Uh, Especially after the week off, you know, we had a, a good week to recover, we get, get some time with those families, which isn't often the case during the season. So everyone came back refreshed and we, you know, we've ripped in and, you know,
1: we're waiting for that playoff spot one game at a time. But yeah, we're in a good, good position as it stands. I've not checked the lead table. I believe we're up to third tonight. Are you aiming as high as you can go now, not just the top five? I mean, you've gone on level on points with Warrington tonight, sort of joint second, if you like, really. Yeah,
2: 100%. Uh, you know, we've got, we've got two games left now, the regular season. We want to get two wins, there's no doubt about that, we want to get ourselves in the best position possible, um, so yeah, each game as it comes. Are you daring to dream of Grand Finals now, is it something... Uh, that's, that's a that's an aim for us, but it's a, it's a long way off, you know, we've, we've got a long road ahead of us yet, um, like I say, we're just one game at a time so far, it was, you know, I thought the fans were great tonight, it was a great atmosphere out there, and I think there's a bit of le- belief amongst the, among the fans as well about its performances, so yeah, like I say, we've got a tough game against Leeds next week, Um enjoy his weekend off,
1: get a bit of rest, gonna get more. Thanks very
2: much for speaking to Cheers us mate. Off. Cheers mate. Cheers
3: mate. Technology. So I'm joined by Josh Johnson. Fantastic win that. Yeah, great win mate. Um, another win ticked off and just hopefully we can keep pushing now and not only make the top five, hopefully strive to, I don't know finish as high as we can. Yeah, it was a real arm wrestle uh,
0: that game, especially in the second half obviously Warrington played in the cup final on uh, on Saturday, but we certainly put them through the gears in that second half and it told.
3: Yeah, you've got to give credit to Warrington because you know, they, they did turn up tonight and but we just stuck with them and stuck with them and uh, we got the rewards in the end Great yeah. win, yeah. Obviously, you you're forwards going forwards, let the back do the magic Kencio hat-trick made the difference Yeah, Kencio were classed tonight, It just showed what the player he is and uh, I think we've got a few lads who are putting some great performances in, so it's just good to be a part of it yeah Leeds next week obviously Salford don't have a great record at Leeds but this team playing fantastic we could go Edley and win definitely yeah the confidence is high and um, you know if we stick to what Os telling us and the backroom staff roles and everyone um, I don't see why we can't keep winning cheers, cheers big thanks for talking to us and devil the Detail so that was Josh Johnson
0: and Nia Levels. starting so to wrap the game Paul and both you know happy with the performance and looking forward to, to bigger and better things
1: yeah, now level needs to get his try scoring boots on, doesn't he? Because he's not scorer for a few weeks now, and he was doing really well. So well, having said that to him, he's he's created uh, many tries, hasn't he, in the last few weeks, and got another try assist in that match. So, uh, so he's doing really well this this season, and I, I'd love him to. Score a couple of tries at Headingley on, um, on on Friday night. Nice to see him get a hat-trick there against, against Leeds. So, so yeah, Josh Johnson as well signed up for next season. I was delighted to hear that because he's a real grafter and, uh, you know, a, a few teams are sniffing around him, I believe. So, I've uh, been very impressed with him since he's come in. His work rate's tremendous and he'll be an important cog in the uh, Salford Red Devils wheel for uh, 2020.
0: Yeah, looking at the, the stats, Paul, uh, Josh Johnson, uh, 26 tackles, Lee Moss at 33, Josh Jones, 27, Tyron McAfee, 35, Joey Lucic, 30, Tompkins, 30. You know, the forwards putting a massive stint there.
1: They certainly did. As I said before, the, the defence uh, was really, really good, wasn't it? You know, our goal-line defence as well. And For Warrington, they've got some good attacking players, haven't we? We nullified every every threat that they had, the out-wide threat and the threat they had down the middle as well. You know, we've got some clever players, it's you it's know, Stephen Ratchwood there and, we, we, we kept them quiet all night and um, they never really looked like scoring, did they, until that sort of last-minute try. So, you know, real credit to the, the pack. I thought they worked really hard.
0: Yeah, uh, looking at the big metre makers, Dudson, uh, 91, uh, Josh Jones, 121, Ken Seal, 205, Hastings, 170, Griswell 120. Um, obviously, Ken Seal, hat-trick, 205 metres made. You know, what a player.
1: Yeah, I think 105 of them metres were in one run, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> that interception, that was a, he showed great pace there as well, didn't he? And I thought he played really well all night, and particularly, as like I said before, the Chris Welland pass, Wellham did tremendously well there, you know, his his brain sometimes as a centre is unbelievable, the way where he got that pass out without putting his ball, carrying an arm down, he laid it on a plate there for CEO, and that kick from Lola here as well, it was a great spiral kick, that Tom Lyon and coughed that ball up and we scored from that as well, so... We scored some excellent tries again, didn't we? We're scoring tries from all over the field as well, aren't we? We broke down the middle as well with Joey Lussick racing through and support play was tremendous as well. But Ken Seo, I thought, was brilliant. He's a a top-class finisher, isn't he, Seo? A really good winger.
0: Yeah, it's big players doing big moments in big games. And that's that's why we are where we are. And it's, like you said, in the playoffs, it becomes a different kettle of fish, doesn't it? Because every tackle matters, every phase matters, and it's... It's kind of like it's it's kind of like microscoping that performance because that's what it is in the in the playoffs every every game's a cup final in it and all yeah. well, these teams are kind of used to doing that aren't they we are yeah. but to me what's more, what's more pressure playing in a million pound game where if you lose you lose your job or you lose your house and your family has to move or playing in a in in a you know a super league. Uh, you know, grand final or a, or a semi-final, where if you lose, you have still got, you still got your your employment, you're still working for the club, you're still playing the game you love. It's a, diff- it's a different kind of pressure, Paul. But I think when you when you've sort of played in that kind of million pound um, environment, going into this, it's a different kind of pressure. I think we'll be able to deal with it. <coughs>
1: I'm trying to think of how many players are still still at Solford who played in the million pound game. There's a fair few, isn't there? Yeah, there's quite a few of them left as well. But I know what you mean. It is it's a different kind of pressure, and you know, it's, let's hope we can get in that top five. Now we we've, we've got our foot sort of almost in the door, haven't we? So um, I'm sure the players will be able to deal with that when when the day comes.
0: Of course, for us fans as well off the field, because obviously we're we're in in a in a playoff you know situation. You know, it, we don't. It doesn't happen every year. but It becomes a kind of a carnival atmosphere, doesn't it? Really, when you know you, you're at the top of the league and, you, and you're competing and you're scoring tries and and, and playing fantastic rugby league, it's, it's it should be a sort of an enjoyable enjoyable experience, win or lose, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a big thing, isn't it? I mean we've not had that much success over over the Super League year, have we really? We've had a couple of good seasons here and there. And usually the season after there's a real struggle in it, so I hope we're not going to have one of them next season. But no, I think you've just got to ride the wave while 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 you're doing well. And guys, it's been an absolute joy this season, especially away from home. Some of the away results we've had have been been fantastic. And some of the performances away from home and. I'd love to see it at Leeds. I think Leeds is a ground, like I said before, we've only won there three times in 60 years, so if we can go there, I think it would be a massive statement, and, that, and I think it would be a big lift for the supporters as well, and if we can go there and win on, on Friday night. I think you can go anywhere and win. I mean, it's a daunting place to go, heading, isn't it? but I think there would be a massive confidence boost. You know, I know they've been struggling this season, but they're not a bad home side either, so we go there and, and knock them off. I think that's another big result for us. Yeah,
0: talk about riding a wave, Paul. Uh, Paul, Paul Rowley, since his arrival at the club um, has done a fantastic job the, pl- the players are on a fantastic run of performances um, and you get to, you've got to speak to him after the game against Warrington, and this is what I have to say
1: Delighted like to say I've been joined by Paul Rowley it's the first time we've, we've chatted together how oh, are you finding your time at Solfie are you you're settling in OK
4: now you, you've, no, you've known Watt for quite a while haven't you I believe yeah 25 years Yeah, it's. it's, it's just, you sound old don't okay, don't it? well pretty much yeah um, yeah, it's, it's good. Obviously, it's a very welcoming club and uh, hard-working club. So, um, yeah, you, you know, you just get in, and if you're gonna, if, you, if you're gonna work hard and, and have Salford's best interests at heart, then then, then everybody welcomes you on board. It's a family club, and yeah, I'm just enjoying keeping my head down to be fair and supporting Watto in every any which way I can, and it's a privilege. And what you've been doing is it a lot of work with the forwards that you've been doing. Since uh, initially, yeah. Um, you know, Watto asked me to come in and do, do some work with the forwards and the nines. And uh, I guess, you know, with having Gliese here previously, um, the, and Watto himself, both former yeah. backs, um, you know, some things can go go a little bit unnoticed or not not as focused upon. So, uh, yeah, just just tidying up a few things really in in, in what's you know a crucial part of the season and uh, putting a bit a little bit of detail and and, and maybe some things that go unnoticed, but. I think ultimately it's just a fresh pair of eyes and, uh, and someone to and, like bounce yeah, that to off. to bounce off uh, for Watto and you know, and it's good we have a similar mindset on how the game should be played and um, you know, and we'll just you know I'll just help him in any way I can. Is it just each week as it comes, or have you got ambitions to stay on next year? Are you enjoying it? I oh, am no, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm here for the, for next year as well. So oh, right. um, you know, watto has got a year left, hopefully. You know, I'm speaking behalf of everyone in Salford You know that 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 continues for Waterville. He's he's uh, he's great for the club, and you know I'm, I'm here to I'm living in the area. I've been here for now five years, so it's nice to put a little bit back into 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 the area and and, and you know feel a part of it. It's uh, it's it's nice. You know it's, it's a good feeling to help Waterville and the club club a become.
1: And they've they've not lost a game of this since you you've come in. <laughs> they're in a nice little yeah, run at the moment. Maybe, how, how how's the confidence within the side? Because you'll notice that.
4: That sort of camaraderie and that team spirit amongst the players, yeah.
1: what the, the,
4: the Watto's building, does that impress you as you come in? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's chilled to be honest. Uh, there's no yeah. overconfidence. It's, it's a club built on hard work, um, and 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 that's the way it has to stay. And, and, and almost an up, overachieving club, and and that's a good a good mantle to be. But um, I think I see it rarely, You see it rarely that um, a group of lads play and and, and play for the coach and, and, and I can see that here with Watto and that everybody plays and wants him to do well and that's a it's a very unique trait to have and, and, and that's a personality trait more than anything and that's that's Watto's character and, and what he has got here is special but um, you know he's, he's done, he's done I, can, I can only talk about what he's done really he's done a great job and uh, you know he's coach of the year all day long for me Pundits keep writing us off every week but your job now is to keep <laughs> knocking these teams down week in
1: week out leads away yeah. next week
4: Big game huh? Yeah I mean It was a tough gig For Warrington today But you know We can only play What's in front of us And it was a death Of a thousand cuts We got them in the end And, 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 and again Good game plan From, from Watto and, and perfectly executed By the, the lads So um, yeah We've got two two Exciting games To be fair Now Leeds Is obviously the great stadium And um, It's a place you, where We've only won one, uh, Twice sorry, Since yeah. 1959 We've got a very bad Record there Paul so Well You, can, you, you got, you with a got, win you there, got done hero. last year Didn't you yeah. With that last goal kick um, So Maybe, maybe set that record straight But They're just They're just good games To look forward to yeah. It's an exciting time of the year Isn't it And today, today's win Has put us in a Fantastic position So uh, You know Why should this team This group Not be confident um, But again The stress It won't be overconfident It'll just base everything It does on hard work And honesty And and, uh, and that's got some this, To this point and uh, you know, hopefully, that it'll take us a little bit further.
1: Thanks very much for speaking to us, Paul. I'm sure I'll catch up with you again in the future. But thanks yeah. for the interview, mate. No worries,
0: mate. Little Paul Rowley talking to yourself, Paul. You know, what a great bloke. Talk great sense, and he'd uh, certainly added something to that backroom staff.
1: Yeah, I think he has. Yeah, he's a nice fellow as well. He was just hanging about near the near the tunnel, so I thought, just, just grab him for a minute. Really, really good gentleman. And to, to be in his defence, I know he, he seems to get a lot of stick on social media from Salford supporters. and over recent weeks questioning him coming in and I, I know sometimes rugby league is a bit of a parochial sport isn't it I know he had a bit of history with we did he back in 2003 he got sent off at the Willows and he was a bit of an head chopper One, I think he chopped Gavin Clinch around the head a few times in right. the end games that, that's rugby league he's good friends with Ian Watson they get on really well together and you know that's in the past now whatever he did as a player and he was a very good player as well That's saw it right and you know, I heard a few people say, oh, well, his tactics when he was Toronto's coach and when he was Lee's coach. But if you remember rightly, when he was Lee's coach, they played a really good attacking brand of rugby league, didn't they? Uh, Toronto, yeah, they, they might have played a, a bit close to the knuckle, but... He was very nice with me when I spoke to him. Very down to earth guy. And if he's going to bring you know good things to solve for, well, I'm all for it. And uh, you no, know, I wish him all the best. And he, he seems to be doing a good a good job on the field. The players respect him. What all respects him. And you know he's he's going to be there for 2020 as well. He, he told me so. Uh, looking forward to uh, to speaking to him again in the future.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I don't I don't understand why people sort of go on about his aggressive uh, sort of gameplay. Ian Watson's the same. He likes his big middles. You know, it's a similar, it's a similar kind of thing with 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 Ian Watson, the, the way he sets up his his forward pack. You know, that's that's part of the process, I think, in rugby league. And you know, you know, Rowley and Ian Watson, obviously singing from the same same sheet, and him coming in, you know, will give um, you know the the players a boost. And you know, I think like Ian Watson mentions uh, in his um, in his interview, he, sorry, Paul Rowley mentions in his interview where. He have been had the ability to look at things that Ian Watson hasn't had managed to look at because obviously Ian Watson was a was a back and and Paul Raleigh was a hooker, so he wouldn't spot things it's little things like that which will make a difference.
1: Yeah, Paul the thing is with Paul Rowley, he's played at the t- the top level as well. Um, he played for international rugby league, he's he's been he's there and done it he's, he's got a wealth of experience and yeah, I, I do get where people come from because it, Toronto got a lot of bad press didn't they for, for niggling tactics and I think it was the, some of the players that they had there at the time but I think sometimes you've got to look at the bigger picture haven't you and like I said rugby league can be a bit of a parochial sport sometimes and I, I remember saying to my dad on Thursday night when we sat in the stand there was quite a few tackles in that match and I could hear people around me sort of oohing and ahhing and I thought There's nothing wrong with that tackle. I think sometimes these days, people think we're playing sort of TIG rugby. Rugby league is a physical sport and and a very unforgiving sport. And that's what it's all about sometimes. I'm not sort of condoning, you know, dirty tactics and head tackles and things like that. But I think sometimes, you know, people like a pantomime villain, don't they? And and perhaps Paul Rowley was that in his his previous sort of days of rugby league. But no, he's he's at Salford now and I'm welcoming him with both both arms because... um, Sorry, with open arms, that's the one, not both. With open arms. Because, like you said, it's someone for Wattle to bounce ideas. I think it's someone to help Wattle as well. You know, he needs someone to help him in training, and, and, and he's a very experienced guy, Paul Rollins, so I'm sure he's going to do a good job and have a good partnership with, 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 with Wattle.
0: Yeah, talking about Wattle, Paul, you spoke to him after the game, and this is what I have to say
1: Coach's Corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me Fresh from your appearance last night How did it feel to get your
3: boots back on last night? <laughs> it, it was great actually to get them back on it was just, It's just a different world when you've not been doing it Someone so, told me you did a big kick You've still got a good good boot on you Yeah, I was putting a bit of a spiral One I was trying to test Jason Robinson But he, he was well up to the task you He know. must have talked to you, Lola, here A spiralling
1: kick Because he did a super <laughs> one there, didn't he? Yeah. Just looking back at the match today, mate It, it was a... Solid performance, wasn't it? Did you feel at times it was frustrating because it was a bit what was the word I'm looking for? Scrappy at times, when you had to work for that, be patient. We, we knew we had
3: to have a kind of a, a, an ugly, tough win. That's the mentality we went into the game today with. Um, we just didn't look after the ball well enough in the first half. We spoke about kind of really putting them under the pump and going set for set with them and if we had to win it on the back of a kick chase game, that was what we were willing to do today, but we had to make sure that we was professional. In that and make sure we had the right mindset to do it as well. And we knew obviously what Warrington had been doing this week as well. And it's, it's obviously a tough ask for them to enjoy a celebration of winning the Challenge Cup and then to come here five days later. But it was for us to be really professional today, and I thought that's what we were. Warrington didn't score to the and they had a lot of ball in that game. You must yeah. be pleased with your goal line defence. Yeah, I thought our D was outstanding, to be fair. Obviously, Warrington's got a lot of changes there, they've, they've not got genuine half backs there, but. We knew from the way they played in the Challenge Cup they were probably going to try and play through our middle and set that challenge. Uh, but our middles did really well. I thought it was really well led by Lee Mossup. Ken Seal
1: finishing hat trick there. Three yeah. tries, three well taken tries as well. I'd just like to mention Chris Wellham because I thought the pass he got out for that Wellham try, yeah. for, for Seal's try, was a super centre play, wasn't it? Yeah, well, well he's been awesome all,
3: all season. Like I say, we can't keep talking. Out him him. Well, he's been one of our best players all the time. Um, Kenny. Struggled with a little bit formula in the, of the season, but he's kind of found that today. Last week, his second half was outstanding against Hull, and then today he's been really good. Oh, please, we
1: the way the side finished the game. I know you being a perfectionist, you'd be disappointed by that try. I conceded in the last minute, though. I wasn't going to mention that, but all in all, great all-round team display. Yeah, really good professional
3: form. Exactly what we spoke about about getting in there and putting him into a little bit of an arm wrestle the boys did that and they bat themselves and they bat the day and the belief's growing each week I suppose you had it all to do today because you'd have
1: been the, the favourites everyone was talking about the turnaround but for yeah. you it's all about the two points at the t- stage yeah. of the season
3: we weren't bothered we weren't bothered about what Warrington had faced or what Wellington had gone through we just knew we needed to be really professionally going into this game and we wanted to make sure that we got the two points um, if we'd have won people would have said oh well they've only had a five day turnaround and they've been obviously celebrating the win Um if we'd have lost They said we should have won So yeah It was a no win situation Probably for us as well But we did our
1: job Ultimately Six wins on the spin now You get to yep. head and litter face Leeds Next week you know, You've had some Tough defeats there In the past Is that a big hurdle To get oh, over next week Would that send out
3: A message next week yeah, If you we win that I spoke to a couple Of players about this Three weeks ago We want this one this is one it's place. a big stage yeah, now, yeah. isn't it, the, the way they've had the ground redeveloped. Yeah. There'll be a big crowd there. You could really put a market down with yeah. a win. We, we. Look, we want to go there and get the win. No, no plans about that. that. That's what we're going for. We're going to get the win here against Leeds.
1: How high do you think the team can finish?
3: We oh. joined,
1: I think we joined second I
3: you must yeah. be aiming for that now as high as you can Yeah, we're, we're, we're always aiming for as high as we can and always trying to be better than what we are yeah. um, There's a little bit today that we'll probably pick out of there that we could have been better at as well but ultimately we've got the two points it's about getting the two points at this stage of the season now as well and putting ourselves
1: in a really strong position so we can have a crack at the playoffs I've just had a quick chat with Paul Rowley he seems really excited about yeah. the, the work that you're doing as well How's his influence been going on the training round with yeah. the, the, the forwards I yeah, Paul must have had some input into that
3: Yeah, Really good mate um, Obviously Rose is doing a lot more With um, the middles now At the moment So he's focusing on the nines And the middles For us as well Which was probably an area We'd overlooked a little bit um, Obviously with myself and Glees be Both being Probably backs um, But we probably missed A couple of things as well And Rose has come in And he's helped us tidy them um, Bits up now as well So yeah Rolls will take obviously A lot of credit for the work We're doing as well at the moment Congratulations on the win tonight Ian. Keep
1: those wins coming I'll see it leads. Leeds mate.
0: So that was Ian Watson talking to you after the game, Paul, and he was happy with the uh, the performance against Warrington.
1: Yeah, he certainly was. He certainly was. And my favourite sort of bit of the interview was the glint in his eye when we spoke about Leeds. And he didn't say much. He just said that <laughs> we want this one. And the way he said it, the way he looked at me, I got hairs on the back of my neck because, I mean that's a massive game for Salford supporters now and you know Wattle wants that more than anything and I, I sort of walked off you know to to come and speak to you and I was absolutely buzzing when the way he said that so uh, so yeah it was great I'm really pleased for Wattle. he just keeps proving everybody wrong that's the main thing I mean I said to him all the other week about I wasn't expecting to to have this interview with you. I thought we were going to get beat. So it just shows what I know, doesn't it? You know what gets the players up for it every week and doing a tremendous job. And we said it before. If I, I I think he should be an absolute shoe in for culture the year this season for what he's what he's worked with and what he's done.
0: Yeah, he's he's done a fantastic job at Solfin and he's he's curating you know a, a moment I think in in the club where you know like you said we're in farm we've got we've got. Good players, you know this. This, this could be a, a massive moment in our club that, you know, we could be elevated to the likes of the the, the 70s team and and Lance Todd. And if if these boys go on uh, and and reach a grand final and, and and win a grand final, you know, surely you know they'd be they be up there with the very best. Then,
1: yeah, so I think they'd have a bit to do to catch up, Lance Todd's uh team of the 30s and that but yeah I know I get where you're coming from yeah, you've got to start somewhere haven't you and uh, I think winning the grand final you know with with the, the squad that we've got the size of the squad that we've got I think that would be one of the biggest upsets of all time wouldn't it would be, be a real sort of um, real story wouldn't it really to to see where we've come from you know the million pound game three years ago and to, to come back and we we struggled last season, didn't we in the in the qualifiers and struggled for forming Quite a lot of hammerings last season, didn't we? And this season we've not really. We've we've done really well, haven't we? The games we've lost have been have been fairly close games, barring one or two of them. So um, you know the the one thing is we're probably the most improved team in 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 the whole of rugby league at the moment. So. Um, so yeah, there's, there's some good things happening that's over at the moment, and you know I'm just cautiously taking each, each week at a time. <laughs> well, I'm just dreaming of old traffic. <laughs> yeah, no, so am I. So am I. <laughs> well,
0: that, that's it. I think it's opportunity for everybody. It's opportunity for, for the players uh, to sh- to sh- to show they've got the you know they got it in them to be you know classed as as, as the, at the very top if you get into the grand finals and 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 things like that. You know, you're knocking on the door for international uh, recognition there, aren't you? Uh, opportunity for the club. To, 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 you know, go to that next level, get more people in. Then also, I think it's an opportunity for Rugby League to, you know, look at Salford and think, you see, you've got a little club here that, you know, as a, as a no, does not have a massive uh, sort of supporters base, but what they do is is they the graft hard. And, you know, that's a message really that should be sent out through Rugby League, that it doesn't matter that, that you've got 20,000 fans. It doesn't matter whether you spend, whatever, two million on the salary cap. If your players are, you know, in in for, you know, what they can get, and they and they want it so badly, and they're willing to run the blood to water to get there, then you'll get there. And, and I think that's what the message is, you know, moving forward, at, you know, about Salford, and hopefully, you know, this fairy tale will uh, will end with a with a grand final win.
1: Yeah, you have hit the nail on the head there. I think. Sometimes rugby league and, and people in rugby league can be very negative, can't they? And focus on the negative things. I mean, I read a lot of rugby league press and you know the rugby league newspapers, and <clears throat> excuse me, and it can can be a lot of negative negativity sometimes about crowds and attendances and things like that. And yeah, you're right. If we was to get to a grand final, it shouldn't really matter what you, your crowds are. You should be applauded for for what you've done. and I think other sports other sports do that. They don't focus on negative things like, Oh, such a body's attendance is lower than someone else's and I was reading um I don't read a lot of Sunday newspapers, but I was reading the Sunday newspaper the the football scores and when the, the Premier League kicked off and I happened to notice when Man City played Bournemouth. There was ten thousand people there. Manchester United played Crystal Palace, I think, and there was seventy five thousand there. And there was not one person in the media said, Wow, well, United got sixty five thousand more people than Bournemouth got. People just said, "Oh, yeah, Bournemouth play pretty well against city and blah, blah, blah and people focus on the actual what's going on in the field, and I wish sometimes rugby League would get away from that and, and celebrate you know the great stories, the great success stories of the smaller clubs rather than saying you know sniping at clubs and saying, oh they're they're doing poorly and things like that so that if that's one thing I could change in rugby league it'd be the mindset of the supporters and the way we, we look at other clubs and the way we perceive each other, so yeah, just spread the love in rugby league and not the negative negativity.
0: Yeah, that's what kind of lo- that's what kind of annoyed me about the million pound miracle, you see, because there was a lot of talk after the game about what happened on the pitch and all that. When really, they should have been talking about the, the miracle that happened, and that could have, and if they'd have built it up right and and you know pushed it outside the bubble, like they should, like the media should have done, it could have been as, as big as wide to West in in everybody's eye, everyone's eyes. But you know, this is another opportunity. To be honest, we're not there yet. We've still got to you know win a couple of games in, in the final couple of games of the season to get in the playoffs, but if we manage to get in the playoffs and we get a, a decent sort of game, you know, we should really be building it up that Salford are the the you know, ultimate um, uh, you know, underdog in this film you know, film storyline that three years ago you were, you know, one minute twenty away from extinction and now you're Eighty minutes from a, from from winning the grand final, and what a journey we've been on as a club. And Paul King said it last last week. You know, he can't understand how why people aren't queuing up to make a film about what we've been through in the last sort of three years, and he's spot on. So hopefully, if we can do what we, well, hopefully we can do, win the next few games and and end this uh, fairy tale with a with a with a win at Old Trafford.
1: Yeah, it would. It'd be a great story. And just going off on a little tangent. My dad sent me, sent me something last week about the Miami Dolphins, uh, American football. It, if you go on the BBC website, and just the listeners as well, have a read of it. It's a really, really sort of good story about the Miami Dolphins team of misfits who won the Super Bowl undefeated in 1972. They came from absolutely nowhere, you know, it's like a ragtag and bob outfit. Just read the story, cause it's a dead heartwarming story, and, and it. I read through it and I thought, God, it's very similar to, to what's happened at Salford. So I know it's going off on a bit of a tangent, but you know, just read it because it's a it's a good good like a good news story.
0: It is a tangent, Paul, but it it shows that medical.
1: Did you read that?
0: No, I haven't. But what I'm saying it, it, it shows that sometimes the stars align at yeah. your time, and that and that's what you know. You, what's happening? You think to yourself cause a few weeks ago we were thinking, well, yeah, if if the, if if we get it right. You know, we we might get to the playoffs, and if we get one game in the playoffs, and uh, um, you know, we'll, I'll be happy with that. But now, realistically, with the team the, you know the farm, teams in, and the players who, who are fit, um, were fit, and we like you said, we're the farm team in the competition. So people are going to be worried about Little Salford coming up on the outside, and and and, and playing good rugby league. So you know, it's I'm not going to say it's, it's ours to lose, Paul, because I don't think I don't think it's there, but. I think we've got, we, we're, it's a moment, I think, um, and I'm just hoping that, like you say, we continue to play with the freedom we have done in the last five or six weeks. Because if we keep playing with that freedom, you know, miracles do happen and fairy tales do come true.
1: Yeah, they certainly do. They certainly do. It's just a case of, yeah, just seeing if we can keep going now, Rob. And uh, yeah, but I think miracles can happen. I mean, if you'd have said to me this sort of 12 months ago, I'd have been a bit sceptical because there was times last season, one where we we got a few pacings, and there's always a game I remember, and I always think back to this game. It was Hulk Isle last season. I think they really—I can't remember the score off the top of my head, but they absolutely belted it at Craven Park. And I remember speaking to Watlow down in the like a bit of a tunnel in that sort of stand with the seats in the, the main stand, and. um I was really upset when I, I drove home that day because I thought this is the last, probably the last time I'm going to speak to Wattow because I thought something was going to happen. I thought he was going to lose his job or resign because it was at a real low. It was a real low and um, it just just where we've come from that. I mean, we've stuck faith in him. He's stuck faith in the team. He's built slowly, rebuilt the team in a close season and it just shows you sometimes you keep faith with something and keep working hard and you get your rewards and I think we're getting rewarded now. Yeah.
0: Uh, big thanks for your three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Colin Reynolds uh, Joey changed it his man of the match was Joey Lusick. I think I have to agree with Colin there I thought Lusick's introduction uh, you know gave us a bit of fizz
1: yeah it did it did I, I, I've, um, I think Joey Lusick's doing really well coming off the bench I mean we must, we must mention Logan Tompkins as well I mean Logan's been absolutely fantastic this season and I think it's been a bit of a masterstroke from Wattle, just shuffling them round a bit and starting with Logan and bringing Joey off the bench. I think they, they work better like that and they work as a real tag team, those two together. So, But Joey Lusick, he really did up the ante when he came on. and made a great break that set up the Jake Bibby try. So uh, another good performance from him.
0: Yeah, Martin, uh, CEO Inu, brilliant. His uh, man of the match with Jackson Hastings. Uh, Chris and Janet Shanton, what a team. Um, their man of the match was Ken CEO. Corin Wilson, time to believe. His Man of the Match is uh, Ken Seal. Uh Your mate, Roy Ollaby. Strong, second half. Um, his Man of the Match with Joey Lusick. Uh, Jimmy, Old Trafford, mate. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, Adam Aubrey. Uh, Dudson, sidestep. Uh, Lee, dreams are alive. Uh, Ken Seal, David Deakin, second half. Heroics. Uh, he gave all 1-17 to the Man of the Match. And finally, Chris Broggs. So, Ken Seal. And his Man of the Match is uh, Ken Seal. So, yeah. Fantastic performance uh, from everybody on, uh, well, fantastic second half performance um, against Warrington. Um, and I'm sure there's loads and loads to come in the next few weeks.
1: Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, I think Ken Seal there it was it edged the man of the match, didn't he? Quite a few votes there. One of Ken he's a class player isn't he He's done it in the NRL he's done it in the Super League and he's a top class finisher and you feel um, when he's in the side uh, you feel pretty reassured he's not a player who makes loads of mistakes he's reliable he's steady but he's got the, the quality as well and a quality finisher and uh, you know you need players like that in your side if you're going to go to that next level
0: Yeah. so that's our review of the one, and win and next up on the Devil at Eitel we'll look at all the big news coming out of Solker Devils this week yeah. So we'll start, Paul, with the uh, the buses to Leeds. Three buses at the moment going to Leeds. That's a big, big following for Saltire Devils. Um, you know, it shows that the fans are starting to believe that something special is happening.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I believe a lot of people will be going in cars as well and doing cheap train tickets. They've got 20p for a train ticket. I saw that online somewhere or 10p or something. So. I don't know how true that is, but I think a lot of people go on the train to Leeds, don't they? So uh, I think there'll be a really big following there on, on Friday night. Robin, uh, really excited.
0: Yeah, uh, fourteen pound for for the coach. Um, obviously go on the official website and find out the times. And uh, hopefully, you know, it might be if you fill the third bus, uh, there might even be another one. I suppose it's a bit. what is it Wednesday today? So I suppose we'll have to get a move on if they're going to fill that third bus. But like you said, it's uh, you know, it's it's a good sign. I think that. You know, we're going to have a good following. at Leeds uh, and hopefully that's going to uh, inspire the boys onto a victory. Um, next bit of news. Uh, Ireland under 19s have been training with the squad. We went to Ireland, didn't we, a few weeks ago? Uh, for like a we'll call it training session, uh, training week uh, way in Ireland. I suppose was a not going to call it. That's what we
1: call
0: it. We call it a holiday. <laughs> no, we call it a holiday. You're you going to call it a booze up there. <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, like said they went to Ireland. they did a week of training. Cycling and stuff like that, and, that, and, yeah, and
1: not bat to come back have
0: no no, exactly, exactly. the good training sessions sorted them all out that's that's not wrong, paul, and um, so we repaid the favor um as the under 19s came over and trained with our squad. I think it's a good idea, obviously, you know it gives them experience, uh, it gives us an opportunity to see what talent's over there uh, it's a win win for us.
1: Yeah, it certainly sure is. Yeah, the, the, it's great to, to get your name out there in Ireland as well, isn't it? I mean, could that be an untapped area for rugby league? If we get like an Irish branch of um, Salford Red Devil supporters, how, how good would that be? But no, I think that's a, a great story. I think we've had a bit of Irish um, look of the Irish, haven't we, since we've come back anyway? They've certainly been uh, been shining down on us since we come back from Ireland, so we, we'll have to do that again next season because it seems to have worked.
0: Yeah. Uh, next bit of news, Josh Jones selected for the Great Britain performance squad, uh, fantastic achievement uh, for him, uh, you know, we, we all know what it's about, you know, he's got a fantastic engine, you know, full of power, loves sort of bouncing off defenders uh, and full of deserves his place in that squad.
1: Yeah, great footwork as well for for a, for a big guy, he really is sort of good on his feet, isn't he, you know, really, really good stepper as well, hot stepper Josh Jones and... As you said before, he he's he's an eight out of ten player more or less every week, very, very consistent player and Sorry to be losing him next season going to Hull, but I'm surprised there wasn't one or two more solver players in that, that train-on squad. I mean, Niall Levels is, for me, has been one of the best full-backs this season and he looks like he's been overlooked there, so that's disappointing. But Gil Dudson as well, I thought he might have got in there. I was surprised at one or two of them. not slagging anybody off, but I thought there were one or two players in there who, who Gil's been just as good as this season. So hopefully those guys will get the chance in the, in the near future, but I'm delighted for Josh Jones.
0: Yeah, no Evels, no Hastings. Was well, we don't up- know if
1: Jackson Aces has put his name forward, do we? So, um, I thought if he'd, if he'd have put his name in the hat, he would have definitely been in there. So, you'd have to ask Jackson that. But uh, I know Blake Austin's in there, isn't he? He's, he's an Australian who, who, who's been picked for the team. So, so I, I don't know. I definitely would have had uh, Jackson Aces in there because, like you said, he's probably been the best player in the league this season.
0: Yeah. Uh, next bit of news. Um, Josh Johnson uh, to remain at Salford Devils. Undefeated in a Salford shirt, Cher- Paul. Uh, it's good to see that we've got him tied up uh, to a deal
1: yeah it's a good start that was his debut against Warrington away. Yeah, way yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well he has he's done really well he's played, played well in those games as well and he's improving every week isn't he he's, he's got a really good engine like you said good tackler works out he's a young lad as well he's a young hungry player and no I, I'm delighted we've, we've got him on board for next season
0: yeah it, it kind of shows what we have like an opportunity club he, he took the opportunity he, he's you know, played well, and we rewarded him with, with a contract. And you know that surely that sends a message out to, to players who want to play at this level, who, who think they're good enough uh, to, to, you know, to give us a chance if we are in the market for, men, for him. And you know, I hopefully, you know, there'll be plenty more, you know, players like him uh, coming through the, uh, the 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 ranks um, in years to come.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think homegrown talent is is the way to go, isn't it? And, um... You've got to cut your cloth accordingly. A side like us, who's not a wash with, with, with loads of money, you're not really going to be able to go out and sign sort of superstar Australian players and superstar English players, and you know from other clubs and or overseas players who play in the NRL. You're going to struggle to attract them. You're going to be able to pay the wages. So if you can attract your young, hungry players who are probably not on half as much money as some of these superstars and and develop them and work with them. And then, obviously, maybe go on to the next level in years to come. But I think it's a good sign in that. I think it really is. He has got a point to moving from from Barrow. And he's, he's not looked out of place in Super League at all. Sometimes it can take players from the, the Championship and Championship 1 or whatever. Time to adapt, can it, to, to the big League, to big Super League games. But he's, he's come in and he's not looked out of place whatsoever. No, not at all.
0: Uh, another signing, Chris Atkin, uh, was announced today uh, for the 2020 season. Uh, you know, very good player. I I think it uh, will uh, take us to that next level.
1: Yeah, well, he he played at Swindon, didn't we? We saw what he was all about when he was at Swindon, and he got his chance at Old Rovers Rowers. He's, uh, I think, he's played uh, some England game, doesn't he, for the Knights? I'm sure he has correct, if I'm wrong. But he's um, he's a player that's. Got a bit of a utility value about him as well. He can play at hooker. He can play in the halfbacks. I think he's played hooker as well for Hawke's and Rovers. I'm sure he's a goal kicker as well. He's a very versatile sort of player, and he's the sort of player you need in your, your squad. And I'm delighted we've signed him. I think he's a local lad. I think he's is he a he Warrington lad? Or he's, he's from he's from this neck of the Pennines anyway. He's from this side. He's not a Yorkshireman. So uh, so no, I think he'll do really well for us. I think he'll be a really good player.
0: Yeah, obviously there'll be a few more in the in the bank. Uh, in the tank coming through Paul and it's a good sign obviously you know we're bringing these calibre of players through uh, because obviously after after the season ends it's about reaching these levels again and, and these players who are coming in have the potential to, to to keep us you know keep playing at this level we're at
1: well yeah obviously we're, as we said we're, we're losing a few players next season aren't we you know Jake going Jackson's going De is going Josh Jones is going to name a few so you need to bring players in don't you and we, I think we've got other players lined up as well. But the way we've gone about it, I think it's the classy way to go about, you know, other clubs have announced players you know earlier in the season, and you know, some some of them before the halfway stage. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think you should wait until the players are, have been announced by there. Parent club that they're being released. I think that's what we've done with Chris Atkin. I think O'Kear have come out and said he's not staying this season. So we've actually asked them if we can we can put that out there. So I think that's the right way to do it. And I'm sure there'll be there'll be more in the next couple of weeks as the season finishes and going to the playoffs. Yep.
0: Yeah. Other bits in news: Salt for a Devils Foundation uh, have been given a bus, um, a generous donation from Fred Dunn, uh, so they can get back doing their thing in the community part I think that's a fantastic thing uh obviously now the back mobile they can reach the uh the people in and around the city and spread the word of soul fred devil
1: yeah yeah well done to to, to fred dome for doing that and uh you know, like you say a good a good gesture and they needed that didn't they you know it's it an awful thing that having a, the bus nick you know something in the community like that so uh yeah good to see them back on the road yeah uh, other
0: bits in news the club have been announcing match day ambassadors in the last few weeks. We spoke to Paul King uh, about it last week. Uh, Mark Lee, Andy Burgess, Paul High, and Steve Kerry, you know, all kind of legends of the club, uh, are doing the bit uh, for next season.
1: Yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah, and uh, that, that's good to see. They're all going to be there, and I, have it. I particularly enjoyed seeing the the little videos that they've done on, on social media. I think the club have uh, done really well with that, like the Chris Atkin signing today. These sort of videos that they're doing, they really are building things up and building an excitement now. And I think, you know, going forward, now we've got a real chance of, Pushing season tickets now. We, we've got a great chance of finishing in the top five, and let's hope we can market those season tickets now and get people interested and involved because there's going to be a buzz. No matter what happens now this season, there's going to be a real buzz going into next season and the close season we build up to 2020. So, uh, so all these things off the field that the, the guys at the club are doing, you know, Emma does a great job, Joe, uh, the media team, and that they're doing, I think they're doing really well, and it's, it's a joy to see.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. Obviously, building up this sort of atmosphere, the excitement, uh, moving forward uh, into 2020, but you have know, like say this year is not over yet. Uh, it's, it's going to be a super uh, next couple of weeks, and but they are doing the bit that you know they're getting everyone excited by announcing these new signings and announcing you know things that are going to happen in in, in 2020. And you know it's great that you all know, soul fans are going to enjoy such sort of quality uh, entertainment, um, and uh, we're looking forward to it, aren't we?
1: Yeah, you have to pinch yourself sometimes at, at yeah. night time. <laughs> yeah. I do. it's it's strange, I mean it feels like he waited years for this, and I never really thought anything like this would happen. I thought we'd well, just keep going through the motions every season, buying your season ticket and just hoping for the best. But you know, now it, it does. It feels it feels kind of magical this season that you know maybe something's going to happen. And you always have that nagging doubt in your mind: don't you? oh, we'll blow it against such a body, we'll blow it against these, we'll blow it against them. But we don't. We seem to be doing all right. We've won six on the spin, and you know, I keep fearing this this Leeds game on Friday night. But there's something in my head that's saying. No, we're we, we're going to beat these on, on Friday. And, no, it, it's a great it's a great thing, and I'm pleased for the supporters more than anything because you know some of supporters who are older than me, you've probably seen a thousand more games than I have. We've waited a long time for this, haven't they? And you know people have st- stuck loyal to the club, and it's good that they they finally sort of getting rewarded. I know we've not won anything yet, but it has been a been a season to savour so far.
0: Well, I suppose when you're sort of looking forward though, Paul, you don't just want one season. No, a, a, a fair, and then just sort of back to sort of mediocrity, fighting against relegation. For me, it's all about. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And it's it, if, if we're going to be, we're on this journey now, aren't we, to to being, you know, a, a top sort of, let's say, five Super League club. What, what we need to do is kind of make sure that we can reproduce that next year and the year after, because then people start getting used to us being there. Which will improve our profile outside the bubble, which makes our club grow bigger. We get more fans, we generate more juice. I buy merchandise from Solgood. and 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 you know the club grows and grows and grows, and that's and that's what it's all about for me. Yeah, you know we could have a fantastic season, we could end up you know in, in a grand final, uh, but we just need to keep that going for me because Salford, we've had some fantastic seasons, haven't we, in the past where we've gone to playoffs and we've had a, we've we've had a time. Well, we've had to. But <laughs> well, what I'm saying, we, we drop, and then we drop off, don't we? Yeah. Well, we went. Um, we got relegated when uh, Dunhaman left. Um, which was, which was one season where we were great, and then next season we dropped off. Um, and and that's the import. That's the important thing because a lot of thing, a lot, a lot of soul fans, I think, are waiting to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. That, and that's the that's the that's the key. If we can back it up next season, if we do get in the playoffs this year with another playoff sort of season, and this club will go and will go big. Um, so it's just a matter of just keep, keep going as we are, keep playing like we are and, you know, the world's our oyster, is in it?
1: Yeah, well, that's something that we've struggled to do over the last 40 years, really, be consistent. We have had the odd season here and there. I mean, the 79-80 season we finished fourth and then, I don't think we really did anything then until oh, about '97, didn't we? When we finished sixth. Yeah. We didn't do much in the eighties, really. We, we, we was up and down like a yo-yo at the start of the eighties, weren't we? Then late eighties we went down, and uh, so and then 2006 we finished fifth. So it, there's not been many that like, 2017 we finished fourth, and then finished seventh after the playoffs. So there's not been like many seasons where you could think, "Wow, we did really well that season." So that there's a lot, been a lot of mediocre years there but it does feel different this time I mean I spoke to a lot of lads who work with me who are football supporters sitting in United and the amount of guys who have come up to me at work and said wow your, your team are doing really well Paul aren't they they're playing such a body at the weekend they're actually noticing them now because they're appearing on the telly on Sky Sports News and they're interested in you know, finding out how, how, how they're doing and what they're getting up to and that just shows. I mean, people who aren't really interested in rugby league are taking you know, taking us serious now. And it doesn't take long, does it? You know, you get a few wins and you're up near the top of the table. I think people start wanting to be involved, then, don't they? So, oh, I might come to the match. I've had a few people say that to me recently. So, uh, so yeah, the, the going's good now. But like you said, you do need to back that up now and and keep that going. You don't want it to be just a flash in the pan. Otherwise, you you're back to square one, aren't you? So we need to sort of build on this now, small building blocks, and um, do. do do well again next year if we can
0: yeah other news uh, as well Paul the Sulfur Devils Foundation and PD Kinetics uh, helping people suffering from Parkinson's uh, you know helping them uh, keep their sort of movement going Uh, I think it's fantastic we talked about the foundation doing fantastic things in the community and that's one of them
1: yeah, it certainly sounds, yeah, I mean, it sounds an awful uh, disease, Parkinson's, I don't really know a lot about it, so I won't be ignorant and say I do, but um, but no, it, they do a great job anyway, we always mention that, don't they, but that's that's a nice thing to be doing and a great gesture.
0: Yeah, uh, don't forget, you can pick up your Salford poems from the Soul Goods shop uh, at £4, um, fantastic book, Paul, some great poems in there, uh, a must buy for every Salford fan.
1: Yeah, it is. yes. Yeah. Simon's done a really good job there. Simon Williams with a book, and I spoke to him a few weeks ago, and he he said um, he he knocked the book up pretty quickly. Really, it didn't take him long to do it, and it is it's a really good read. I've read it twice actually, and really enjoyed the poems in it. And uh, I got a mention in a poem as well, which was very nice of him. So uh, that made me giggle. Uh, but no, it's very good, very good book, and I think he's doing it to raise money for the reserve team next season, isn't he? So yeah, really good gesture that, and uh, you know, good on him.
0: What rhymes with Whiteside?
1: I don't. Know, I have to read it again. He, he did. He did make it rhyme. I'll have to. I'll have to show it you when I see you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: he
1: did make it. He did make it rhyme. He's very good like that. Time si, with his poems. He right. writes loads of them though, doesn't he? He's, he puts them on Facebook all the time, and you know they they, they are good. They're very good.
0: Yeah. Right, what, am I in it? Do I get mentioned? Or just you? Uh,
1: I I know you didn't, mate. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Parkinson. It's, it's a difficult. Can't really rhyme thing with Parkinson, can you?
1: No, it's an hard one, isn't it? yeah that's probably he might right. get his next one I think he's going to do another one aren't he so volume you know, two. Mention, see if he can get you in that one yeah so I'm in volume 2 Rob oh, from the pod that'd sound yeah. good wouldn't it okay.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, other bits of news final bit of news uh, the Hawkington Rollers game uh, might change depending on the results from this week's fixture just to mm. give everyone a heads up because people get a bit excited get a bit fresh don't they when Sky moves um, fixtures so obviously, we're at the business end of the, of, of the uh, Super League season we're We're in the mix of the playoffs. Kingston Rovers in the mix uh, about going down, so I'm sure Sky might be looking at our game because it's a you know a, a seesaw kind of game in it.
1: Well, uh, London Broncos play Ulkingston Rovers at Craven Park on um, or whatever they call it now the KC Lightstream Stadium, as it's called now. They play there on Friday night, so I think Ulkingston Rovers will beat London. And if they do, London are relegated because the points difference is miles behind everybody else. So that would make OKR safe then. So in a way, it'd be better for us, really. I mean, I'd like London to stay up, but um, I think it'd be better for us if that game is played on a Sunday. Uh, I think we get a really good crowd for that. I th- I, even if London, sorry, even if Hull safe, I still think they would bring a real good following down on a Sunday because last game of the season, they like to say goodbye to the players, don't they, and sort of say the farewell. So your last game's always quite well supported. But whatever, whatever we get dealt, we get dealt, don't we? If it's a Friday night and okay, I've got to come to stay up, they're going to bring a, a good following out there for that, and there'll be a lot of excitement on the game. So it's just the nature of the sport. And I went to Sky Sports; they they sort of plough the money in, don't they? And, they want to chop and change games, won't they, for for the viewers on the television? But we'll have to just watch this space on that one and see what happens. There's all there's all sorts of sort of conundrums it, that can happen this weekend. I mean, there's still, I think they've got. I think Huddersfield feel safe, no? No, um, Leeds Leeds are safe, aren't they? They've got 22 points, but I think the rest of them: okay Huddersfield, uh, London Broncos, and Wakefield could all still get relegated. So I mean, with two games left, it that's that's mega exciting, not
0: yeah, it's it's like you said, from top of the league and bottom of the league. There's loads to play for. Uh, like you said, London Broncos are on eighteen, Hulking's Rovers on twenty, Huddersfield on twenty, Wakefield on twenty, Leeds on twenty-two. Wakefield are in real danger for me. If well, if London win, uh, yeah, they'll be in yeah. right. They'll be in the right mix, and
1: they won't. they? Oh, they are. Yeah, Wakefield they have in a right pickle if um, if if London win at Hulking's Rovers because. Wake, well, Wakefield play Warrington away at the week uh, on Friday night and I'd fancy Warrington to win that game. They lost six on the bounce, Warrington, so you would think they're they're due a win. So if they if that goes to farm and Warrington win and London, say London won, they'd be level on points with Wakefield and Wakefield play London last game at Bellevue. So that would be effectively oh. become a million pound game. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, there's still an awful lot of twists. And what did you do then? Do you play that that London and Wakefield game on a Friday night, or does that go on the Sunday? or Does it go on Thursday? For me, all those games in the last game of the season should all kick off at the same time on the same day, whether that be a Friday or a Sunday. I think to make it a level playing field and make it fair.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's it's we know what we know what it's like at the bottom. It's super tense, uh, but especially this season because, like you said, what is it? What, five teams. Five teams could go down with with two games with two games to go. Same way that you know what one, two, three, four, five, six teams could finish second, it's just that you know, like a weird super league season, uh, which we're experiencing really
1: well who'd have thought Wakefield would would be in um, the relegation battle when they played us earlier in the season at Bellevue and they beat us yeah, it was a quite a tight game but I remember listening to Chris Chester their, their coach in the press conference they were like third top second top at the time and they were doing really well they had a good start to the season you had Danny Brough playing from your know, copy had just gone there from us he had a really sort of decent side didn't they? I still think they've got some good players now you know Tupu the centre and Jacob Miller and for one thing or another, it's it's not really worked out for them this season, has it? They've they've been poor. They struggle for form. They've had a few injuries, and it just shows you you can you can go off the boil, can't you? You wouldn't have thought they'd have been one of the candidates for relegation at the start of the season. So it's been a been a funny funny year.
0: Yeah, looking at sort of the bigger rugby league uh, picture, uh, Paul, our neighbours, uh, Swinton Lions, uh, have confirmed now uh, they're going to rebrand themselves in twenty twenty as Manchester Lions. Uh, we had a lot of um lot of stress, didn't we? Thinking that we were going to um, sort of turn into a Manchester club. Um, what do you make of that? Do you think that's good for Swinton um, or not?
1: I can't believe you've asked me this question. <laughs> 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 dreading this. Um, I've dreaded this. To be honest, tonight oh, before. Um,
0: just, just, no, let me just stop you there. Just for a second, cough. Just, what does it is it is it good for Swinton? And then is it is it good for us as a club?
1: Um, it's probably good for us because it means they probably won't change our name now to Manchester but I've got every sympathy with Swinton supporters and um, the supporters at Swinton there who, who I know of, who watched them an, an awful long time and people that like my dad knows at Swinton and they've watched them for 40, 50 years and you know my heart goes out to them really because I know they're keeping Swinton on the badge but it's, it's awful I mean when, when they were threatening about changing our name I mean I couldn't really sleep at night, I mean, the thought of not being able to watch Salford anymore and not seeing Salford in the, the fixture list and the results and the lead tables, I mean, Swinton have got that to come now and it's funny because before we came on it to do the show tonight, I was just having a look on Facebook, they put a statement out tonight at the club and I was reading a lot of the comments of the supporters on there, what they were saying, there's a lot of anger and a lot of bitterness there and it's a shame really because they've had a really good season and... They've got. I think it's the last game on Sunday. They play at home to Sheffield, and I just hope it doesn't kick off there at the weekend. I hope people are dignified and, and go about in a dignified way because I, I like Andy Mason. I've got a lot of time for Andy. He's, he's, he's a friend of ours, isn't he? We've had him on the, the radio and we've had some really good chats with him. And I feel sorry for him in a way because I can see it from his point of view. You know, they they want sponsorship. They want to open it to a wider audience. But my opinion, I don't really agree with it. I think. It's in a lot of history there, but my my opinion is, is my opinion. I mean, I'm not a, a money expert and I'm not a sponsorship expert, so I I don't I won't really want to upset anybody and say you know it's the, the wrong thing to do because I don't really know. But if it was solved, I'd be upset about it, Rob, and I can understand those Swinter supporters being upset about it.
0: I, I could I could understand the heartache because uh, obviously we we were on the sort of walking down the same road last season, weren't we? And we didn't want to be sort of sort of rebranded uh, as, as Manchester. Um, but Swinton are in a, in a different position to where we are where Swinton have got what five six hundred sort of fans um, and for them they can't they're thinking they can only get bigger really but it is it is sad uh, and people will be upset and there will be probably an element of Swinton fans who won't go uh, yeah nap- well that's
1: the thing you, you, what you've got, not got to do now is alienate those five or six hundred supports that you've got because if you lose them you start and then with the editing anything are you and Do the public of Manchester want to watch rugby league? There's an awful lot of sport in in Manchester. You know, City, United, you've got football teams. It's a big market. So, you know, it's a very bold move for me and, you know, I wish them all the best. But sometimes you've got to look after, you know, the people that are already there. And I'm sure they could have worked around that. It's a shame they couldn't. The the biggest thing that's ever happened to Swinton for me that... Sort of was the end of the sort of the beginning of the end was was them leaving station road. I think I don't think they've ever recovered from that. have We've all got our own opinions on that. The way that was handled at the time. I mean, it's, it's a long time ago now, but it, it didn't seem right to me at the time the way that went and. I'm not an expert on it so I wouldn't like to comment and get anybody in trouble but that, that didn't seem right to me and I thought the writing was on the wall when they put Manchester on the Badger Cup I think it was last season when they put Swinton Lions off Manchester and that wouldn't have sat well with me if I was a Swinton supporter and you know you, you, that that went on there and it was only a matter of time I think really before before something like this happened but it is a shame because your rugby league teams it's not just your rugby league team is it some of these people it, I mean for me itself, it's all it it's a big a lot more than that it's a big thing and it? it's part, massive part of your life and I just hope that the one little crumb of comfort the Swinton supporters have got is it's still going to say Swinton on the badge they're still going to play in a blue kit a traditional Swinton kit and you've still got the Swinton name in your badge so when you go to the game next season you'll still be a to shout and chant Swinton and I wish them all the best and I hope they do keep the supporters they've got and and, uh, and and they keep going and do well, but I was upset when I read some of that stuff today.
0: But is that is it good for us? Because now we have a derby. We had a derby anyway, but we have a we have a we have a Manchester a derby now. If this if this Manchester club sort takes off, yeah,
1: it's if they're also, in the same league as us, I would draw them in the cup or whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: but also, another thing is obviously they're now Manchester. We can now maybe exploit Swinton a bit because cause obviously Swinton decided they need to reach out to, to the city of Manchester to, to, to grow the club. We might be able to go into Swinton now, put a few billboards up, go into a few schools, you know, do a bit of community stuff in there. Not feel like we're standing on their toes because they're now Manchester rather than Swinton.
1: Talk about kicking while they're down, Rob. They just no, <laughs> twisted what? their name, James, and now you're about going into the but, tower and nicking all the
0: supporters. Yeah, <laughs> to, to be honest, if they think obviously going to going to Manchester is is, is going to be the going to be the saviour in it, it's going to going to grow the club. And it, I suppose it isn't in a way. Um,
1: but is it though? Where well, where, where all these supporters uh, miraculous are going to come from?
0: This is it. Well, that things all it's all about marketing. It's about spin. It's about you know putting your putting yourself in the in the right place in trendy places where people will you know gonna wanna be attached to your club. To be honest, we're the same. We're we're on social key, you know, trying to trying to entice people in uh, to to watch us. So we're not we are playing the same game really as Swinton. Obviously, ours are we're better at it at the moment. That's why our crowds are bigger than theirs. So it's it's it's, it's a, you know it's one of them things. You know it's upset Swinton fans. I totally understand that because obviously yeah. we're quite upset about the, the the possibility of us doing the same thing. Uh,
1: yeah, I think um, I think it'd be unfair, really, to to, to sort of compare us with and compare our crowds. I mean, they've not played in the top flight now since ninety one, ninety two, something like that. So it's a long time ago, isn't it? They've they've been nomads as well. They've been out of the ground. They played at Gig Lane. They played at Moor Lane. They played all over the show, haven't they? So. Uh, I think it'd be a bit unfair to compare us with them i think they they've, they've done well they 've punched above the weight they 've kept going and i 've got a lot of time for all these clubs outside of super league, the league one size the like of so white Aven Workington, all those sort of clubs that keep going you know against against all the odds, you know batley jews but they, they keep going don 't they they 've got hard cause of supporters and I think it would be a sad day when, when we lose these clubs I just want to make sure they all keep going and I think the rugby league has got a duty of care to, to look after these teams and uh, and make sure we don't lose them because yeah I'm all for expansion and that but you don't want to lose these teams and I think it's, up to, it's important that the people in these towns get behind the teams as well because we've just seen it in football recently where Berry have, have dropped out of the league I'm not like a massive knowledge on football but I saw some people and they telling, me oh, it would be such a shame if Barry go and I thought well get off your backside and go and watch him and if you go and, and watch him and get behind your team they wouldn't be in this mess in the first place would they so I think sometimes people have got to take responsibility and, and look after them but that's another story but no I, I hope Swinton do really well and I hope they get a result on uh, on, on Sunday
0: Yeah uh, final bit of news um, one of our uh, well the present presenters from um, Radio Manchester Jack Daden announced on Twitter he was suffering from uh, throat cancer Paul you know what? A, he's a fantastic bloke you know we learned so much off off him in the last few years uh, and we're hoping uh, and praying that he, he gets through this
1: uh, help oh, us yeah, yeah definitely yeah. echo what you said there Rob I mean that was a big shock when I saw that the other day and yeah, he's a really good bloke, Jack Dean. I spoke to him a few times at the matches and he always sort of lets on and listen to him religiously every week. You know, the Rugby League, was a fantastic show. And he's the voice of sort of Northwest sport, really, you know, the, the great stuff he does with football. He's a great commentator. his passion for Bolton Wanderers and his passion for Rugby League. And he has a secret soft spot, I think, for Salford, doesn't he? I love listening to him. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sad that and a shock that he's, uh, he's going to be poorly. But wish him all the best with with his treatment and, uh, you know, really thinking of Jack at at this moment because it must be, must be difficult for him so uh, my thoughts and your thoughts are with him I'm sure
0: yeah uh, so that's all the news uh, coming out of Soul for a Devil this week uh, next up on the Devil in Detail we'll look at all the amateur team uh, an amateur report with you Paul
1: Here is this week's Devon in the Detail amateur report and we shall start off this week as ever with the National Conference Leagues. It was almost a Queen's sweep for our local sides in there but Waterhead Warriors were beating 23-18 at home and they let us down this week. But the results were as follows. Rochdale Mayfield themselves the world of good in their... Sort of push to stay up in the league they beat Kells by 42 points to the nil away from home that's moved them up to 4th bottom now so uh, one more win from them it would see Mayfield uh, safe in their remaining fixtures in Division 1 Dewsby Moor Maroons 24 Saddleworth Rangers 42 Division 3 Oldham St. Anne's 30 Eastmoor Dragons 20 and as we said Waterhead Warriors were beaten 18 points to 23 at home the fixtures for this Saturday the 7th of September in the Premier Division Rochdale Mayfield at home to Hunslet Club Parkside in Division 1 Saddleworth Rangers play Stanley in Division 2 it's the promotion playoffs Wigan St. Jews play Crossfields and Hull Dockers play Barrow Island and in Division 3 Jewsby Celtic play Waterhead Warriors we're well, moving on to the North West Men's League in Division 1 Folly Lane 10 Hindley 22 Latchford Albion 60 Oldham St. Anne's a 20 in Division 2 Charlie Panthers 44 Langwith Reds 10 West Horton Lions 40 Lee Minor Rangers a 18 Barrow sorry Barry Broncos 24 Pilkington Rex a 10 in Division 3, there was a no result between a few of our local sides. And same in Division 4, they were all no results. So those are all the results in. Division 5, Clockface minus A against Bolton Mets was a no result as well. So the fixtures for this weekend, Saturday the 7th of September Premier Division, West Bank Bears play Rochdale Mayfield A. Division 1, Oldham St Anne's A play Holton Sims Cross. Hayes Finch are at home to Folly Lane Division 2, Berry Broncos are at home to Hindpool Tigers with the Reds are at home to Pilkington Rex A and West Harton Lions entertain Wigan St. Jude's A Division 4, Caddy Zed Rhiners against Runcorn and Saddleworth Rangers A against the Carswood Stags and finally Division 5, Both Mets are at home to Higginshaw Well there's a couple of under-16s internationals played last Saturday these were played in Wales at Stenburn Heath Park, Lanelli it's hard to say that, Clanella is it? Wales 16, England 38, was the under-16s international, and the under-16s development match, Wales development 30, North West England Lions 28. There's quite a lot of uh, local players in that as well, from the Saddleworth Rangers, even Parry, J- Jack Nags, Charlie McManus, Bailey Pomfrey, Jack Kenway, and James Clark, all of the Saddleworth Rangers made up per- part of that squad, and they were looking a really tight game there to go down by 30 points to 28 in that international Right, we'll turn our attentions to the Women's Rugby League. Now, in the Super League on Friday night, last Friday, it was Leeds Rhinos 22, Bradford Bulls 4 in the Super League. Wigan 52, Wakefield 6. York City Knights nil, St. Helens 56. In the Championship on Sunday, Barrow beat Huddersfield by 44 points to 12. Warrington beat Alton Redettes by 54 points to nil. The fixtures for this week are on Sunday the 8th of September in the Super League St. Helens play Leeds Rhinos Wakefield play Castleford Tigers Wigan play Bradford and York play Featherstone in the Championship Huddersfield play Stanley Lee Minor Rangers play Warrington Wolves Open Redettes play Hull FC and Widnes play Barrow in League 1 the results from last Sunday the 1st of September Halifax 18 Cutsack 22 West Leeds Eagles 50 Rochdale Hornets 0 and Wigan St. Patrick's 12 Hawkingston Rovers 34 the fixtures for Sunday the 8th of September in League 1 are Hulker against Cutsack, Rochdale Hornets it's against Halifax, Whitley Bay Barbarians against West Leeds Eagles and Wigan St. Pat's against Keighley Albion. Well that's it, that's all I've got for you this week. I shall see you on Friday night, the 6th of September for Leeds Rhinos against Salford. It's a 7.45 kickoff there. Really nervous about this game and we'll be speaking about that on the podcast but I'll see you there. Safe journeys and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks.
0: So, Paul, that was your amateur report. Uh, next up, we're going to look forward to the game against Leeds on Friday night. It's time for the So, Sol for Devils travelled to Headley Stadium on Friday, Paul. Massive game for Ian Watson's men. Can we continue our winning run?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think so. I've never been this confident in my life of going to Leeds. and, and I was thinking about the other day, and I think me and Paul Parkin you know, had this chat a while ago about it being like an exam when you go to any, like, like a driving test or something, and it is. It's a tough place to go, and especially now with the renovation work they've had done, it's a big stage at Edinland, a fantastic stadium. and I think it'd be a big statement to go there and, and get a result. I know they've struggled this season, but they're still a big scalp in, in the league and a decent home side. And yeah, I think we can do it. I really do. I, I, I think there's confidence in our side now. We're just going off what what all said last week the, the players want this game. I think we've been shortchanged there a few times. We got robbed there last season in that, that playoff game, didn't we? That daft penalty near the end. and We've had a few close calls there recently. I think we've got a bit of unfinished business there, and uh, I'd love nothing more than to go there and knock them off the perch on Friday night.
0: Does going to Leeds and win show that we are, you know, we are the real deal? Yeah. think? Because obviously, yeah. uh, you know, Leeds is a, you know, really bad place for us. We've only won there what three times since Jesus was a lad. So it's kind of like going to Leeds, putting in a performance. And winning does that give us that psychological boost going into the uh, into the playoffs?
1: Well, yeah, I think so. If we can not lose off, you've got all Care at home the week after, and that'll be a very tough game as well. But. Leeds, they've got some good players, Leeds. You look at their squad, they've got the, the Jack Walker, the full-back, Conrad Hurrell, they've got some international players, and in there, Rob Lewis is going to be there playing for them. So they're no mugs, are they, Leeds? I mean, they've had some good wins this season. All right, they've, they've struggled. They've, they've, I think they've struggled because of the half-backs, mainly. I think that's been, the, been their problem. But uh, they've still got some quality players, haven't they? And they you look at the side on paper, their side is probably probably better than ours, really, isn't it? But on, on current form, it's not. That's what Rugby League's all about. But we've got to go there and play our game, I think. And um, I've heard some people say this week about the referee, who the referee's going to be and things like that, or we, we'll get robbed again. One thing is, and I said it this week, I don't know if I said it on the radio, but we've got to go there. As the, it's like boxing. We're like the away fighter on Friday night. And you can't rely on the referee. You can't rely on the judges. You go in there and you win by unanimous decision. You go there and you knock them out and we go there and beat them by a comfortable scoreline, and there's nothing to worry about about forward passes or last-minute penalties. We go there and do the business, and that's what I'm sure what I'll be saying to the players, and and that's what I'm hoping for. I am hoping we go there and do a number on them on Friday.
0: Yeah, Ian Watson, like you said, you know, looking forward to this Leeds game. He thinks there's a score to settle there, and I suppose he is right, because obviously we've had a few gamma results in in recent years against Leeds, at Leeds, Uh, and to win... Would be a big sign. It'd be a big. It'll be a big moment for fans and players and the club. Because if you can get the the the, the hoodoo off your back going into this, you know, playoff situation, it's only going to be good. to be a good thing going forward from here. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, Leeds are at the bottom of the league, but like you said, they have they do have some fantastic players, don't they? So it's not going to be an easy an easy game at all. Leeds are still in the mix, aren't they? To be honest, they have got one foot out of the out of the pond, haven't they? You know what I mean? But you know they're still looking for a win, aren't they? Probably the you know the last home game of the season. They'll walk out with a bang, won't they?
1: Well, they're safe now, Rob. They're four points in front of London. There's only four to play for. But I think the points difference is about two hundred better than London, so huh. they'd yeah. have to be a two hundred point swing in the last two games. So they're all but they're all but safe now. But like you said, they're at home and it's against us as well. They all seem to play well against us, don't they? They seem to have this 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 Good record, don't they? I don't know what it is. At least we we've just struggled there, haven't we, for for years? Even when we had we had good sides in the in the seventies, we only won there once. I think it's seventy seven. Won it, so you know we we have struggled there um, religiously. So. I don't think what I was looking at that other way. He'll be aware of the of our poor record there, won't he? But the, the lads are full of confidence. The team's full of confidence and I don't think Jackson Hastings is going to look at the, the history and, and things like that. He'll go there. He's a winner. He'll want to go there and win and, and prove a point and keep our run going. So um, it's a massive game for us and you know, uh, I think the supporters want this one as well, don't they? I mean, you look at Leeds, they've laughed at us over the years, haven't they? And, and took the mickey out of us. I can remember that game a few years ago when uh, Brian McDermott was the coach and they beat us 70 points to six and mm. they, they, were, they were taking the mickey out of in the press, weren't they, and laughing at the situation that we was in. And, you know, that that sort of wound me up a bit, that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm no lover of Leeds, as you know. So, uh, I'd love nothing more than us to put them in the place on Friday.
0: Danger, men for Leeds, who are you looking out for?
1: Hurl. I think that Conrad Hall is a good player, a real block busting player, very very strong. He scored a lot of tries for them this season. Ash Handley's the the leading try scoring Super League as well. You know he's gone one above nine levels with twenty two. He's a good player. I like the fullback Jack Walker. I think he's an excellent young player, and um, I think he's he's up there challenging nine levels me for for the best fullback in the country. Other than that, I think Robert Louis is a danger man. Uh, we know all about Robert Louis, don't we? And hopefully we can stop his danger. And you know, the, the rest of the side's good. They've got some decent forwards, haven't they? But those, those are the guys I'd pick out, really. We need to, need to be switched on. I think we need to be switched on for the occasion, Rob. You know when you go there, there's going to be a big crowd there. They're going to get on the referee back. There's going to be times in the game where you're going to be under the pump, as it were, and you're going to have to defend your line and you're going to have to you know, defend the you know these refereeing decisions when the crowd are getting on his case, and you're going to be under pressure. So we've got to, uh, you've got to be strong, haven't you, mentally as well as physically in, in games like that when you go away from home. And we've we've proved that this season. We've been to big grounds, haven't we, in front of big crowds and done the business. So I, I don't see why we can't do it again. We've done it twice at Warrington, so we've done it at Hull, Catalans. Let's do it, at Leeds.
0: Yeah, ex Reds Rob Louis Richie Miler. Uh, you know, Louis. You know, seems to have, uh, have saved Leeds Rhinos from from. Certain relegation at one point. Uh, Richie Myler, you know, was a was a very good player for us. Um, As performed in several clubs, and in his Super League career, uh, both the uh, danger dangerous will need to be watched.
1: Yeah, but I think I think they'll be fearing us, Rob. I think they'll be fearing our backs, won't they? You know, here. We've not spoke about Tooley here situation. I mean, he was he dumped by Leeds really, and I don't mind saying it because. I think they did the dirty on the coach, David Ferner. I think they dumped him before they should have done. They didn't really give him a chance. I think the, the supporters in the club made a real scapegoat of Lola here, and um, you know, sort of pinned a lot of the blame on him. He's a young guy. He's come all the way over from the other side of the world, and uh, to me, they 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 put a lot of the blame on him for their performances this season. And you know, he, he's come to Salford and he's proved he's he's not a poor player. He's a, he's a very good player and. I'd, I'd love him to have a really good game on, on Friday night against Leeds and, and show them what, what they're missing and uh, you know I've got nothing against Robert Louis but I hope Lola here has, has, a, has a great game and gets my match. match
0: um, Give us your weather update Is it have you got the uh, the app out let's the...
1: have a look I've been watching it all week on here because I think it's going to rain Is um, and my plan was to stand behind the sticks on uh, on Friday night on that West Terrace <laughs> but uh, I don't know I might have to sit down if it's going to rain no I'm only joking um, on Friday it's going to rain I think by the looks of it but it doesn't say it just says rain for the day so it might be raining in the morning and dry at night time so um, we'll have to wait and see I don't think it's going to be very warm It was about 16 degrees or something so it's it's dropped off the temperature you know, in the last few weeks
0: So you saying it's, uh, rain are you saying rain big cold yeah
1: yeah, of- yeah, big cold I think Friday night mate. it's always a bit cold there in Leeds Yorkshire isn't it?
0: rain big cold that's fine give us your score prediction
1: I'm going, to be bold. I'm going to be bold here. I've had this score in my head all week. It? I'm going for uh, Leeds 16.
0: Yeah. Salford 38. Salford 38. Is there a
1: story behind that? Uh, yeah, Tui two, Lalloy two, is going to score two tries. Nine levels is going to bag one. And uh, Jackson ace is just going to boss it.
0: <laughs> well, here's <some> a <laughs> one. It's a high school masterclass. He's
1: yeah. Masterclass. I just checking four 0 win though to be honest with you. <laughs>
0: right. Uh I'm gonna go. I say we're in farm. Leeds won last week. Um oh, no pressure on them. Got a few in there gonna roll over for us that's what that's what happens at this time of year when teams haven't got much to play for. One do one yeah, does. They've
1: done plenty of that over the years, haven't they? Yeah. Rolling, rolling over for us. <laughs> I reckon they're
0: going to roll over for this. time. So I'm going to go Leeds. You've gone sixteen. I'm going to go Leeds. Ten. Salford. Twenty
1: two. 22-10. So it's me who's being the brave one this week then.
0: Yeah, twenty two ten, and I'm going to go. Um, Evels, uh, to score
1: twi- uh, yeah twice oh, I'd, I'd settle for 12-10 or 10-6 or whatever just get the two points I think that's all it's, it, it matters isn't it I mean would you be bothered if we won by a point no, no. I just oh. want to win the game you yeah. win the game and you're in that playoffs aren't you then? And, you know like we said you can still finish third or second depending on the scores couldn't you so um, let's just get the win
0: just, get, just keep the momentum going That's what it is. Because we've got we've got momentum, momentum, we've got belief. You know, we've got you know fit players, got players who are fit, who who are physically, you know, in the peak condition in the right time of the season. You know, we've got confidence, it's all going the right way. So you're hoping that you know we can continue to play like this. And then, like you said, who knows what might happen. We beat Leeds and then who knows? Who knows?
1: You've sold it to me, Rob. You've sold the dream to me. You really have. You should work for the tourist board,
0: dude.
1: <laughs> you sold that one to me, yeah. yeah. You've even got me believing I'm the most cautious of support going. But even my dad's believing. It's like, I've been to matches with my dad where we've won dead easy and he'll still moan about something. I'll say, oh, such a money Mr. tackle i oh, We be a try in right at the end, he's always bad. He always used to say that, it's bad to let them score last. You should always score the last try of the game. But even he's believing now. I haven't seen him yesterday and he's, thinking about grand final and you say, oh it might, it might be this season and he sent me that thing about Miami Dolphins you know this this could be solved with this so I think it's great you know for supporters of that generation like your dad like my dad you know like the older guys and that. And I think it's great that we're having this this good season and you know we, we're getting to enjoy it I think it's, it's, it's brilliant because we're waiting a long time for it are I just hope we can keep it going and and then um, you know get that bit of glory because I think the supporters really deserve it. It's been a long time between drinks, and I don't think anybody in rugby league would begrudge Salford an appearance at Old Trafford, would they?
0: No, but like you said, it's about keeping it going. Yeah, that's the important. That's the that is the thing that's important for me. But you know we'll take whatever this whatever our this fairy tale ends. You know if it, if it ends in a grand final appearance, then that's amazing. Um, but it's how we we need to keep it going. We can't just have one flash in the planned season and then go back to mediocrity again because it's, you know, it'd be a, a step back from everybody, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So, fantastic podcast, Paul. And another long one, but it was very good.
1: No, I enjoyed it, Robbie. You've cheered me up, actually, after a bit of a miserable week at work. <laughs> You've cheered me up to that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Friday night, man. Safe journey to everybody who's going. Hopefully, we'll see a bit of bit of history and a, a rare win at Leeds.
0: Yeah. Big thanks for tuning to this week's uh, Devil in Detail podcast. I'm Bernard Parson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at the ITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.